Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB with CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. I'm Jim Swan. Thanks, Jim, and good morning. Today, we'll talk about things all drivers need to learn and services available to help seniors with day-to-day -day needs so they can stay in their homes. And as December gets underway, our calendar starts to fill up with get-togethers where we enjoy indulging in eggnog, shortbread, chocolate creations, and then we vow to get serious with exercise when the new year comes. And tips on setting up a home gym are available on the bbb.org website, and later we'll bring you highlights from that article. Well, it's a fact of life that as we age, some of life's day-to-day -day chores can be more and more of a challenge. Our first guest this morning is president of a company that helps seniors meet those challenges so they can continue to live in their own home. At Your Service for Seniors arranges services in a broad range of daily needs, and we are pleased to have Joan Turner with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer and Jim. Thank you very much for inviting me to be part of your show. So, Joan, let's start by talking about the philosophy behind what your company does and the types of services that you provide. Well, the way I have always thought about providing services to seniors was to think about them as true individuals, not a mass, not people that are all the same or, or uh, homogeneous, but distinct, different individuals, each with their own needs, wants, families, wishes, desires, and see how we can fit into those and make their life happy again, make their life, you know, uh, not a chore. And so what are some of those services that you help uh, facilitate for seniors and provide for them? Well, those are just like the, serv the seniors themselves. They are unique uh, in some instances, but we do have things that are everyday things that people would need, like cooking, cleaning, laundry, going to the grocery store, going to the doctor's appointment, maybe going for a walk, going to feed the ducks at the park, um, cleaning the cat litter, taking the dog to the vet, uh, all of those things that all of us do. Um, but then sometimes there's more unique things like um, organizing your china cabinet or sorting out that closet and trying to get rid of the things that you really don't need anymore. Uh, or trying to find out why your Rogers bill is not <laughs> what you expect it to be <laughs> and to help sort things out like that. So, um, and sometimes the best thing we can do is to listen. So in light of the last 20 months, 20 plus months of COVID, have you seen an increase in demand for the services that your company provides? We have. We've probably increased at least 30% uh, year over year. Uh, our services have gone just from the purely non-medical to expand now into more as they would de define it as personal care um, for a number of reasons. Um, one, of course, is the the crunch on the institutions. There aren't places in nursing homes as there used to be. There aren't people necessarily comfortable with going into nursing homes as they would have been previous. Uh, people aren't happy going into a congregate setting sometimes and that can include a retirement home. So a lot of what you offer then are non-medical services. How do you coordinate your services with the medical ones that might be needed in addition to what you offer? We try to keep in really close contact with both the, the senior individual client 
and their family or their powers of attorney. And just to keep an eye on what's going on, keep the dialogue going, keep the communications. And in, in several cases, that also means including talking to the people that, that are from the home and community care, speaking to the case coordinators, speaking to the other PSWs, um, because truly more eyes on a person's situation, the better. So who generally contracts uh, your services? Is it the seniors themselves or or their family members? So you mentioned power of attorney. Uh, so how, do, how does it generally work, Joan? That has been something as well that's changed over the last 14 years. I would say when we started, it was almost entirely the seniors themselves. That has evolved to now where it's often, almost always, going to be the family members or the powers of attorney that contact us. Um, we do still have some seniors that contact us, but it's generally at the urging of their family. And so when that family member contacts you for services, and you have such a broad range uh, listed on your website, how do people select what is required? Is there a needs assessment then that you complete? Well, there's a, a needs assessment they can do on their own through our website. We have a question and answer form there where they can just click off yes or no. And that gives a really great high level view of what types of services a person would like. We also go and we have a, something called a meet and greet where we uh, visit the individual and their family and discuss what life is like, where the challenges are, and where they feel the current pressure points are. We also do a safety check of the home to make sure that that's all right, if there's any needs that need to be addressed there, we can certainly do that. Uh, the, the other thing is that to be aware of, it's always changing. So it's not just what's happening today, but life never remains static. So tomorrow could be something different. What are the costs for this type of service? Generally, we have two, two major types of service. Uh, one is, as you met, referenced to earlier, is the non-medical and that's at a rate of $29 per hour at present. And uh, the other part, the personal care, where we're helping with showers or being within somebody's immediate comfort zone is at 32. Now we do have a, a one hour minimum, which is different and unique from other organizations in the city that provide these types of services. Uh, it's my feeling and it's my point that an hour can make a huge amount of difference. So for those folks that don't have a lot of disposable income, just having an hour of somebody coming in to change their bed sheets, um, make them up a couple of meals or go to get their groceries or something can make all the difference in the world. What do you look for when you look for people to be part of your team, Joe? Well, the first thing is going to be their personality. Um, a lot of things we can teach. Personality is not one of them. So it's got to be a person who has genuine, who is honest, who is empathetic, who is caring, who's got some creativity can problem solve, somebody who's personable, somebody who can um, really put themselves in somebody else's shoes, back to that empathy thing. Empathy thing, um, So they can appreciate what the challenges are of other people. What recommendations would you give to people who are contracting a company like At Your Service for Seniors? I think I would say don't go first and foremost to what's the cost, because I, I think that that might not really tell the truth because what you're buying is a service to help a person. If you were buying a load of lumber, you can check the quality of the lumber and you're good and you can have it delivered. You want somebody who really is gonna be understanding, somebody who is going to be able to be keen and observing 
and somebody who's trustworthy. So you really need to feel that comfort. So there needs to be a good connection or a good gelling between the, the provider of the services and the recipient. Joan, we want to thank you for your time this morning. You've uh, enlightened us a great deal on uh, the kinds of services that seniors A need and, and where they can uh, access them. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. We've been talking to Joan Turner, president of At Your Service for Seniors, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Look for them in the bbb.org directory, where you can link to their website and other social media pages. And now stay tuned. After the break, we'll learn some things that are unique about learning to drive here in the City of London. Welcome back to Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. Learning to drive is considered a rite of passage as teens reach their 16th birthday. Driver education is designed to give that new driver skills that will help them and everyone else on the road stay safe. Our guest this morning is the owner of DriveWise, a company that provides driver training in London and region. It's a pleasure to have Dennis Raymond with us. And good morning, Dennis. Welcome to Ask BBB. Morning, Jennifer and Jim. Nice to be here. So we are just starting into the winter months now. Are there winter driving courses available? Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything specific. Uh, we've tried in the past. Uh, however, Mother Nature doesn't cooperate with us. Uh, however, our, our novice program, uh, the Safe Start program, has a module uh, dedicated to driving in adverse conditions. Uh, we also demonstrate to the new drivers how to recover from the skid on our driving simulator. Uh, we can do that in a controlled environment, uh, unfortunately, out in the streets and, and use some other nature doesn't really uh, let us uh, do any winter driving. When you're working with beginner drivers, what are some of the greatest challenges for them and how does your program Safe Start address those challenges? Well, definitely an experience. Um, uh, I urge all of the uh, drivers, even if they have a G2 license, to drive with uh, with somebody in the snow uh, at the beginning. Uh, also, our, our program uh, has a minimum of 10 hours of in-car lessons with professional driving instructors. So they drive in a whole bunch of different situations to make sure that they're going to be safe on the road. Do you ever have licensed drivers register for a refresher course? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times uh, people don't drive for various reasons. Uh, could be that, they, that maybe they were involved in the collision some time ago and they're a little scared. Uh, so we definitely offer uh, programs for, for licensed drivers to make sure that they're comfortable. Um, you know, safety is important for everybody, for all of our students and for everybody in the communities that we live in and service. Dennis, um, what do you think some of the challenges are that are unique to London drivers? Well, um, London's a very difficult city to drive in. Uh, the 401 is really far for most Londoners. Uh, the main streets uh, through the cities have intersections. Uh, the lights aren't timed properly. Uh, therefore, there's a lot of frustrations going from red light to red light. Uh, Londoners really need patience uh, to drive through the city. Uh, Speeding is not an answer. Um, all it's going to do is get you to the red light a couple of seconds earlier. Uh, patience through the city is definitely something that's, that's required some of the things that could be classified as distracted driving? Yes, uh, thanks Jennifer. 80% of crashes are uh, due to distracted driving. Uh, of course, the biggest one is phones, uh, but certainly a lot of others. Uh, car manufacturers are racing to, to get the latest gadgets in their vehicles. 
Uh, most of them are very distracting. So uh, we urge people to set up your car before leaving so you don't have to play with all the little, little gadgets while driving. What is meant by the term defensive driving courses and how might those be different from the courses DriveWise conducts? Uh, we actually call our, our course cooperative driving. Uh, when I took my driver's ed 30 years ago, uh, our driving instructor told us, okay, defensive driving, uh, just consider yourself you're the only safe ones on the road. Stay away from everybody. Um, maybe 38 years ago in Sudbury where I learned to drive, there was a lot less cars on the road, uh, but we really can't do that. So we're trying to tell people to, to, to change their mindset and say, let's talk about cooperative driving. Uh, so what that is, is, is driving uh, in an approach to driving where the driver shares the road, okay, in a safe and considerate manner, respecting other users and understanding the needs. Can you just give us some rules of thumb then uh, for some of that defensive or cooperative driving, Dennis? Uh, like how much space do we need to do between vehicles and, and uh, uh, time allowances and those sorts of things that we can just keep right in our mind? Great question, Jim. Thanks. Uh, minimum of three seconds following distance. And, and that's a minimum in adverse conditions. Okay. Uh, it takes about three quarters of a second for the brain to identify a problem and three quarters of a second for the brain to say, hey, foot, get off the gas and on the brake. So that's one and a half seconds and we haven't slowed down yet. So minimum three seconds following distance uh, in, in any adverse condition, anything that is going to affect your visibility or traction, you have to increase that uh, following distance. How do you measure that? Um, what you do is a car in front of you passes a stationary object. You count 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. You're at that object. You're three seconds behind that vehicle in front of you. So, Dennis, what are some of the different skills um, or awareness involved in city driving versus controlled access highways, secondary roads, or non-paved country roads? Uh, I consider the, the key to any driving in any situation is, is moving your eyes, understanding what's going on around you. Um, follow the speed limit, uh, drive according to the weather conditions. Uh, obviously, today um, it's snowing. We have to go a little slower. Uh, I know my son called me and said there were six cars in a ditch uh, on their way from Strathroy to, uh, to London this morning. So maybe, maybe people not driving according to the conditions. Uh, move your eyes, understand what's going on around you for sure. Can you just expand a bit on, on move your eyes and where those checks should be and uh, setting up mirrors so that the, the those checks are effective? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to definitely uh, set up your mirrors so you can see a little bit of your vehicle and your blind spot. Um, although you can't see everything in your in your blind spot from your mirrors, that's why you still have to look over your shoulders if you're turning or changing lanes. Uh, but moving your eyes, understanding what's going on around you and as far as as far as you can see, uh, we we call it looking 15 seconds ahead when you're driving, and that's about a block and a half in a city. Okay, so you have to identify things before they become a problem. Uh, be proactive and not reactive. Uh, so about a, a block and a half in a city, about 400 meters on the freeway. When we're looking at choosing a driver training program, what are some of the important things we should keep in mind? Uh, really important to to find one that's an MTO approved driving school. Um, that way it's recognized by the insurance industry and, and you can qualify to, uh, to get your uh, G2 four months earlier. Um, and always talk to people that have been to the driving schools. Um, you know, word of mouth is, is, is the best form of, of, of uh, finding out how a driving school had performed in the past, probably will in the future. Dennis, 
any last words of advice for people who are out there driving now in this holiday season and getting ready for a, a new year? It's it's written, I believe, on a lot of the uh, the uh, information boards out there. Drive according to the conditions. Uh, winter time, going the speed limit is could be dangerous. Uh, we have to drive according to conditions. I always say my goal is is to get home at night, uh, not to get home in thirty minutes, forty minutes, sixty minutes. My goal is to get home at night. Uh, drive according to the conditions. Get home at night. Uh, be safe on the roads. Well, we hope you have a, a fine holiday season and uh, an accident-free winter. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Jim and Jennifer. Dennis Raymond is the owner of DriveWise, offering driving courses in London and area. DriveWise is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search them by name or under the category of driving school or driving lessons. We'll return in a moment with tips on setting up a home gym. And we're back. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. December is a time when we plan gatherings with family, friends, and co-workers. And of course, that usually means extra food and drink and perhaps less time to exercise. I got a feeling, Jennifer, this is leading somewhere. <laughs> As we take those Christmas goodies in the back of our minds, we're pledging to work off those extra calories you know, when the new year arrives. Yeah. And whether it's in the new year or right now, many will be planning to set up a home gym. So BBB has put together some tips on how to choose and purchase home gym equipment. Yes, even though gyms are open again, there are still a lot of people who want to limit their contact. So uh, we want to set up a gym at home. Where, where do we start? So we start with your fitness needs and goals. If you don't, that treadmill might end up being a clothes rack. If you have any existing health conditions like heart disease, arthritis, or a back injury, check with your physician about the kinds of exercises and equipment that are safe to use. You don't want to end up causing further injury. So that will give us a picture of what we actually need then. Yes. And the next thing to do is set a budget. Perhaps it would be the amount you might spend on a gym membership. There's a wide variety of equipment available. And you can set up an effective home gym on pretty much any budget. Speaking of gym, uh, do we need a room to, to turn into a gym? I think that would be the ideal, I guess. But you need to consider what space you have for equipment. That will help determine what you purchase. And make sure you measure that space out. Ensure there is enough space for you to use it. Even something as simple as a skipping rope takes space to use. And besides space to use that treadmill or elliptical trainer, you need to make sure you can get it through any entrance ways. <laughs> so as usual, we need to do some research, I guess. Yes. And besides those basics, you will want to read consumer reviews, paying close attention to the quality of the equipment, and be very wary of the get fit quick solutions. So this is not a one and done effort. This is something you will want to make part of your daily routine. You want reliable, dependable equipment. If possible, test it out before you buy it. And when you do, wear your exercise clothes. So that means finding a bricks and mortar store where the equipment is offered, I guess. Yes, but before you commit to purchase, there are a few other things to be aware of. Compare prices. You may find the same item at a lower price and you might consider used equipment. But go carefully because most used equipment is sold as is with no return. I guess you want to check out the return policy on anything you buy as well. 
Right. Find out if that retailer has a return policy if and if refunds are available. If so, how are they issued? And if you do need to return the equipment, who pays for shipping? This stuff is heavy, so you want to know what it would cost. And if you return it, is there a restocking fee? Of course, you want to make sure the equipment is in perfect condition before you take it home, or if it's being delivered, inspect it thoroughly before you accept it. Well, thorough seems to be the theme here, Jennifer. Yes, and one last note. If you are offered financing, make sure you understand the details of how long it will last, the amount of interest you will pay, and whether there's a fee to pay the balance early. Well, this sounds like a great topic to bring into conversation when we're enjoying that shortbread or eggnog or cranberries brie uh, tartlet or whatever goodies are out there. And Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB this week. Remember, we love to hear from you. Let us know if you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed or if you have a suggestion for a guest we might invite to join us on Ask BBB. You can contact us at any time on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And once more, thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Jennifer Matthews. Remember to Ask BBB. And start with trust.